The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400, WDWS, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS. Now, it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Fasteners Etc. is your partner in inventory management. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show with your hosts, Scott Beatty and Tim Dittman. Illinois from their own 21, back to pass. Here comes the rush, good block by Boyd. Deep throw to the right by Thomas, and a great catch by Malik Turner on the near sideline at the 50-yard line. He hauls it in, and against that wind, as the rush was coming in, a 29-yard pass play, and Boyd threw a great block to give Thomas just enough time to unload it. A nice pass play there for the Illini early in the ball game, but those were too far and too few. And the Illinois Fighting Illini on homecoming dropped this one to Wisconsin, ranked fifth in the country. The Badgers stay undefeated. They're now 8-0. and The Illini now 2-6. and Welcome in, everybody. It's the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. And a small correction to the phone number. It's 351-5667. And the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357. PNC Bank phone line 3515667. And the Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 3515357. First up on the phones, we go to Bob in Urbana. Good afternoon, Bob. Good afternoon, guys. <clears throat> I thought uh, the team in many ways uh, exceeded expectations against a very good Wisconsin team. And the good news is that um, these players Levy is recruiting uh, appear to be better than their initial ranking and rating, so there's hope for the future. But the problem is, uh, as thin as we are and as young as we are, there's uh, no margin of error, which uh, makes it very upsetting that that penalty, so stupid and inexcusable, In the first quarter, when we had them stopped and mounted to a turnover and changed the momentum of the game, uh, I don't understand it. Uh, the uh, illegal substitution uh, is something which is just so s- terrible. I'd like to hear Lovey's explanation for who's responsible for this. Uh, one of the assistant coaches, and this is a guy, whoever it is, who doesn't deserve to be on the sideline. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him fired today because this is the kind of mistake which uh, means we just can't uh, compete in the big game. So that's all I wanted to say. And, Bob, I, I don't know about you, but, well, uh, we lost Bob there, but I would uh, – first of all, the special teams coordinator is uh, Bob Ligoszewski. Bob Ligoszewski, right. So I don't know if it falls on him or a player that was not paying attention uh, or over-eager to get into the ball game, but it is – borderline inexcusable to make that kind of mental mistake. And I don't know. I'm curious what you guys think, if it's the defining moment or not, because I think when it comes to special teams, that's a strong candidate. I would agree. Um, Wisconsin's a better team here, obviously. But if that doesn't happen, you had a punter standing on his own goal line. It sets you up nicely for if they get the punt off, for decent field position. Maybe it's a different start to the first half for the Illini. Maybe the momentum of this game goes a little bit differently. In the end, I don't know that the Illini showed themselves to be superior, and that was the difference maker, but it changed the momentum. Well, there's no room for error for this Illini squad, whether they're playing Wisconsin or Little Sisters of the Poor. If they want to win ball games, they have to play a nearly flawless game just because the talent level is not there and Illinois is relying on youth so much. To the point of, you know, was it a player a little too eager? Yeah, it could be. Was it a coach that maybe didn't tell his guy what to do? Yeah, maybe. Regardless, it's week nine. I I mean, I don't care if these guys are young or not. It's week nine. That's the sort of thing you have to have figured out. Back to the phones. We go to Steve in Peoria on with us early in this Fasteners Etc. postgame show on the PNC Bank phone line. 
Hey, Steve, how are you? Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. And like you said, yeah, this is like me being on early. But I, w- I was told by my wife that if I was calling in today, call in early because we're getting ready to go to dinner here in Champaign. So, okay. Excellent. Hey, I got to do what my wife says. Happy wife, happy life. Thank you. All right. That's how it works in my household. Okay, hey, I've been waiting to say this all football season. Home of Kendrick Foster. We had a Kendrick Foster site and half for Kendrick today. Ran hard and got a touchdown there at the end. Hey, we'll take, you know, it's been a long year for him. So maybe he'll get some more touches as the season goes on. Uh, good to see the defense show some improvement this week. I thought uh, Mr. Phillips, our linebacker, he played uh, really well. And uh, if we if we can get the offense and the defense to show up and play together, uh, maybe against Indiana or even Purdue, maybe we might sneak another win in this year. That would be nice. And as far as uh, this 12 men on the field or whatever, back in my heyday when I was returning to punch for my school, I was told I'm supposed to count, okay? If I count more than 11 plus myself, okay, call a timeout. So I don't know if that's on the guy who – I don't know how they do it, but that's back in the day. And as far as our quarterback, God, guys, I don't know. You know, I, I go one way, go the other way. Uh, I, I say – play the freshman and let's and let's roll with it get him ready for maybe next year or whatever so okay guys hey steve before i let you go what what did you decide uh what would you say was the defining moment of this ball game either on the offensive or defensive side well i mean you know to say that uh that 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 penalty that took some momentum away from us i know it was early in the game but we we stopped them you know uh three times in a row maybe we could do something with it but uh, i think the turnovers kind of hurt us through the interception indeed you know because we were rolling a little bit and uh you know it was unfortunate uh but um you know that that was that's what happens sometimes but uh i i thought they played well i mean it's wisconsin number five in, in the nation you know uh did they come in and, and play their a game today probably not but hopefully we had a little something to do with that yeah that's college football committee might look at the fact that they didn't totally dominate the alina here and they've got a soft schedule as well wisconsin has Exactly, exactly. Enjoy Thanks, guys. Enjoy Thanks. dinner, Steve. All right. He's from Peoria. <laughs> Gotta love Steve. PNC Bank phone line is 351-5667. Castle Heating and Cooling text line 351-5357. We're off and rolling on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fourth and goal at the Illinois 1. Here is a handoff to the fullback, and Ingold is in for the Wisconsin touchdown. That's some old-fashioned football right there. Line him up, give it to the fullback, and he scores. I would have run. I would have gone for it too if I was Wisconsin. Sure. First quarter, you know you're going to dominate in the running game. Why not go for the jugular earlier? Early tells you what they think about themselves and tells you what they think about Illinois. And I wouldn't say they're wrong on either account. It's the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. A little spooky feel to this one, courtesy of Mr. Dittman. I mean, not you personally. I mean, it's the music that you've supplied here. I do frighten a lot of women, but that's beyond the point. <laughs> if you want to join us, the PNC Bank phone line is 351-5667. Castle Heating and Cooling text line 351-5357. A 217 texture says, did you realize the punt before the one we had 12 men on the field and we only had... 10 men on the field. I'm not sure what you are referring to. That must have been the, the prior punt, but uh, if you want to elaborate on that, uh, explain. I haven't heard anybody else talk about us only having 10 men on the field on a prior play. It could have been the case. It wasn't anything that I saw uh, while I was watching the game, and I got you know a lot of other things assisting the broadcast going on, and I also try to thumb through Twitter during the game, and I didn't see that either. It very well might be true, and if it is true, it just kind of underscores the point that special teams has kind of left a lot to be desired, uh, and not I'm not talking X's and O's. I'm talking execution. This ball game saw some strong defense, but some lack of really effective passing on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously one of the big the mistakes we talked about with the, the too many men on the field, but obviously Malik Turner opened uh, in that first quarter, and he was just overthrown. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he's got to make an adjustment to catch that ball. I don't know, but uh, that's a touchdown there if that ball's caught. And it's a different ball game again early on as well. Well, Jeff George Jr., I mean, we've said it many times 
on this program, you never know what you're going to get with him when he throws the ball downfield. I mean, he threw a couple times, you know, maybe more than a couple times. I don't have an exact count. Threw into traffic, you know, maybe an ill-advised throw, one that maybe uh, made you held your breath. And then as the game went along, it seemed like they were going more to the quick pass offense with Jeff George Jr., and I thought that really played to his strengths because it's been uh, reported this season, and, you know, it, it bears it out on the field. Anyone could watch it and see it. You know, the longer it seems like the longer Jeff George has the football, the more prone he is to a mistake, either getting sacked. And, you know, I get the offensive line has a lot to do with it, but either getting sacked or getting hit as he throws and, uh, you know, having a couple fumbles, which we saw today and we we saw, uh, I believe it was in the Iowa game as well. Um and it's also been talked about that, and I, this was Har- uh, not Hardy Nickerson, it was uh, offensive coordinator, I'm blanking on his name, Garrick McGee, who even said himself that, you know, Jeff George Jr. maybe doesn't have the best field vision of all the quarterbacks uh, on, the, on the team. He maybe doesn't see that open receiver. So I thought Jeff George Jr. was playing well when they were going with more of the quick pass. When it was just your typical Jeff George, you really didn't know what you were going to get. Now, Cam Thomas in the ballgame. Obviously, he can do a lot of things with his feet, and he had some great running uh, runs today. In fact, he was Illinois' leading rusher with 78 yards. He had two interceptions as well. So this is just kind of a roundabout way of me saying, where do you go from here if you're the Illinois quarterback uh, situation? Do you continue to play a two-quarterback offense, or do you do what Steve said and say, we're going to ride our freshman the rest of the way and get him prepared for when this team hopefully will be good in a year or two. Uh, Again, I'm still kind of on the fence. I would probably lean toward doing what Steve said. I don't make the big bucks. That's just one man's opinion. I don't know. I'd be curious to see if some callers or some texters have some opinions on that because, you know, Chase Crouch didn't work, Jeff George didn't work, and it seems like now the two-quarterback system isn't working either. I, you know, that's you don't see any football team regularly alternate quarterbacks like the Illini have. They're obviously doing this to just figure things out. They're doing that with a lot of players and a lot of positions. The offensive line has somewhat solidified the backfield. You don't know who's starting from game to game. And obviously we learned that uh, uh, Rayvon Bonner had a, a head injury. Right. That usually means concussion, although I that was not explicitly said to make that clear. But that is often code for a concussion. So you wonder when he can come back. So Kendrick Foster, who was was your guy at the beginning of the year, has been absent for a few games and now is back. Are we going to learn eventually that he was injured? Are we going to learn that he was just down in the depth chart for whatever reason? That's one of the things that you can't figure out with this team right now and Lovey Smith is how he uses players. Is it still just continuing to figure things out, or is this what he likes in terms of, hey, I'm going to go with whoever I see is the hot hand right now or who's practiced the best or you know is following the team protocols and rules the best I don't know what it is but sometimes it's hard to predict what's going on well and to your point Lovey Smith does play that very close to the vest and that is just his style and I'm not going to fault him for it but basically he basically gives the same general statement every press conference we're going to play the guys that we feel give us the best opportunity to win the ball game um, and he's you know he's also said as well that a lot of it has to deal with situations in ball game if you know the defense is showing one thing or like you said if a certain play or a, a, a certain skill player is having a good day then he will continue to ride the hot hand so you know, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Certainly, you know, you can either give Lovey the benefit of the doubt that he's he's throwing the best guys out there that he believes has the best chance to win the game, or you can not give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, that's certainly up to you. PNC Bank phone line is three five one five six six seven, and that's where we find Jim in Rockford. Hi, Jim. Hey guys, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for calling. Sure. Hey to your point about Lovey and benefit of the doubt. So I got a fair one for you. I wasn't intending to watch the game, but of course, like a drug, I can't stay away and I turn it on and I turn it on to see one of the most boneheaded plays of the season when the team needs scores, not field goals, but touchdowns. And he decides to go for a field goal into the wind and the kick was painfully short. Uh That was such an NFL move. It shows that I guess I understand why there are people who are letting it creep into their head why this guy might not be a college coach. I mean, that was utterly disgraceful, and it wasn't a second-guessing decision. 
that wasn't the sort of thing when after it happened, us fans sat back and said, well, geez, we should have gone for it. Moving the ball, we need scores, we need touchdowns. And we're sitting there saying to ourselves, let Thomas run it, screen pass, whatever it is. And he throws out the kicking team there, and it comes up woefully short. And that's why, you know, sadly, just a year and a half into this regime, doubt is starting to creep in about this guy, and it's painful to see. And I say all of that with the notion of how well the defense played today. I mean, you, you think about it. Was it five or six years ago when Illinois played at home against Ohio State? I think it was the one year that Luke Fickle was their head coach. You remember that game where they beat us, but they only threw the ball one time? Which team and again? Ohio State. Ohio State. Okay. Yeah. It was five, six years ago. Well, I think everyone knew going into this game that Wisconsin had that rag-arm cornerback that, what's his name, uh, Horny Stick or Horny Bush or whatever his Hornibrook. name is. Hornibrook. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, so anyway, to the point of it, he's a rag-arm, and it was proved today. And Illinois forced Wisconsin to throw. And even better, with our young team in passing situations, in spite of our front seven getting hog-tied, and thrown down by Wisconsin's offensive line without penalty. They were still getting penetration. So that aspect of it was great to see. And they covered the spread. But when you're Illinois, you can't make mistakes. You had playing mistakes. You had the idiotic special teams penalty that led to a touchdown. And then you got Lovey kicking field goals. I mean, that's the stuff you just, you just can't stop and shake your head at. Uh, I agree. There were a lot of things that we were shaking our heads at today. I appreciate the call. But I will go back to what I've been saying about – Lovey from the get-go. You know what you get in Lovey Smith. You knew that when he the moment he was hired. He was, I think, the best hire you could have made, obviously, at that time. I think he was the right coach at the time, and I think he is going to build this program up. I think it's going to be in a much better direction. And I think then we are going to be continuing to have the con- conversations and questions that Jim just brought up because these are some of the things that come with Lovey: Conservative ball, mm-hmm. wanting to score on defense, which is not a high, as high a percentage thing as, you know, scoring on offense. <laughs> so time management, clock management at end of ball games, end of halves, using the timeouts. These are things that I think have always been questioned about Lovey Smith. Does that make him in totality a bad coach, a bad choice for Illinois? No. But I think those are things that he's open to criticism about because of some of those things. I would have loved to see you go for it. What do we have to lose? Well, at that point in the ball game, and, and thanks, Jim, for the phone call, that was the Illinois drive that ended the third quarter and started the fourth quarter. And at that time, it was a two-score uh, two ball game at 17-3. to And I really uh, didn't think about it too much until Jim brought it up and he kind of got the wheels turning in my head and the more I think about it I mean yeah you're you're playing a team that's a college football playoff contender what do you have to lose yeah but uh there are a variety of factors that are going on out there that we have no idea about so we will you know I I say all those things knowing that you know I'm not a coach and didn't play football either at the collegiate level so we'll leave it at that Andrew is in Tolono on the PNC Bank phone line, which is 351-5667. Andrew, what are your thoughts about what defined this football game, the defining moments? Hey, guys. Uh, thank you for the call. Love you guys' show. Um, you know, as far as the defining moment, a lot of people are putting a lot of pressure on this special teams play. Keep in mind, most of these guys on this team probably shouldn't even be on a Big Ten roster. Vegas didn't even post a money line on this game. Because Illinois had no shot. Okay, we made a one mistake in the first half, a big mistake. It doesn't matter. The line of this team to win more than two or three games in the entire season, it was three games. People have to put their expectations in perspective here. We hired Lovey Smith after signing day. Lovey Smith is essentially in his first year mm-hmm. of his contract, even though he was here last year. Illini fans have to get a grip on what this university is going to let us be as a sports team as well as a football program. Nick Saban could not get this team to a bowl game, okay? We are not going to spend Nick Saban money. People have to get realistic expectations at this university. And the fact that I hear all these people talking about one play on special teams in the first half, give me a break. This is this is David versus Goliath. We had no chance. Yeah, if you're David, I think the point is you can't miss with the stone you have. 
<laughs> well, even if you have even if you had a hundred stone, we were never going to beat Wisconsin ever. Yeah, <laughs> not this year. Well, and I I appreciate the phone call, Andrew. Uh, call in again. Uh, I think on on a couple of levels, Andrew's right. Where it doesn't matter is. In some ways, the wins and losses at this point don't matter. I think you need a win or two. You want that for pride. confidence, pride, something to build on for next year. But this was never going to be a bold team. This was never going to be a team that was going to contend for a, a division title. I think everybody knew that. I was I was personally hoping for five wins. I thought that would have been outstanding to just to get to five wins. That would be on the upper end. Right. I was I was looking in the range of three to five. Right. And I just thought, hey, three last year, let's let's see if they can get four or maybe five. But in reality it really doesn't matter. It's going to be a losing season. This is all about building for the future and momentum for the future and developing. And that's what they're doing. Yeah, Nick Saban couldn't get this team to a bowl game either. This team as it stands right. currently. 2017 Illinois football. Right. But a lot of these guys that are freshmen and sophomores when they're juniors and seniors I think this team could be pretty good. And then we're talking bowl games and maybe maybe a chance to go play in Indianapolis. I'm not trying to shoot for the moon here. I'm just saying the talent level is there. The development isn't. The strength isn't. Well, I mean, you can either buy into that philosophy or, or you can't. There are fans who will, and we've heard a lot of them on the postgame show, and then we've heard a lot of fans on the postgame show as well who are not buying into it and don't think Lovey is the right guy, and they are thinking that this team is underperforming this year. I'm not going to say which group is right and which group is wrong. Everyone's entitled to your beliefs, but I'll go back to something that I said on last week's postgame show that regardless of Illinois gets another win this year, I want to see this team come out, give 100% effort, and be as competitive as they can be in all of the remaining games. And for gosh sakes, cut down on, on, the, on the boneheaded plays and the pre-snap penalties and things of that sort. I would consider that a win. Even if Illinois doesn't get another W, if they do all those things, I would consider that a win for the rest of this season. And I, to that point, I think the effort was much better on the defensive end. Mm -hmm. I think it was at its worst against Rutgers. It's hard to say it was better when you give up 292 yards of rushing against Minnesota last week, but I think there's some things they built on off of last week, and the fact that we thought Minnesota was going to or Wisconsin was going to rush for 700 yards today and they didn't, I think is something to hang your hat on as well. Three five one five six six seven. Three five one five six six seven is the PNC Bank phone line. Let's go to Peter in Urbana. Hey, Peter. Hello. Hey, Peter, you're on. I, you're on the air. Yeah, hi, guys. Hey, I just want to echo the last caller again. I think this is just – this is like the Cubs rebuild. When I went, when the Cubs rebuild happened and they get all these people calling up saying that what are the Cubs doing? These guys don't know what they're doing. They're awful. This team stinks. I'm selling my season tickets because the Cubs are never going to be good ever. And then it, it's a lack of patience. And, then again, they, they did show improvement today against the uh, number five team in the country – they, you know, uh, the defense stepped up and played well. Uh, we have no quarterback play um, at all. And, you know, no. So, I mean, what, what are you going to do except lose? I think they, they hung in there very well. So, again, I'm just I'm just preaching the, preaching the patience angle again. And, and I hope these callers that call in two years from now aren't uh, are man enough to step up and say they were wrong. That's it. Good points, Peter. Appreciate it. 351-5667 is the Fan call in line from PNC Bank. John is in. John is on I fifty seven, hands free. I assume. Yeah. Hey, John. What do you have to say? Well, first of all, I'm John from Tucson. Okay, I travel fifteen hundred some odd miles, sixteen hundred miles to see this team. I don't sit on my duff on a tele a, watching a television set. Uh, wow, that's commitment. This team. This team came out and played hard today, and while the offense was, on the one hand, ineffective. They got essentially as many yards as the number five team in the country got against our defense. And our defense, had, had, you know, had our defense played this well uh, the past two weeks, they would have had two wins. And I think all that is, is is a sign of this team is growing. Phillips has been mentioned. Uh, Oliver played a good game today. Mm -hmm. Williams is a freshman. And I remember vividly, I don't know if Martin's going to be on later today or not, but Ron Zook's second year, you know, we lost at what Ohio U at homecoming. Uh, but as the season wore on, 
Uh, we would have won at Penn State if, if Deuce Williams could have, have thrown a pass straight. Uh, this was the most encouraging game I've seen Illinois play in, in, in some number of years now. And frankly, and I, I, I guess it's nice and easy to sit and complain, but they're going somewhere. Um, there was a terrible, that thing, that penalty was stupid. There was also another special teams penalty. That has to be coaching. I don't think there's any question that I would have fired the special teams coach on the spot. Um, but there weren't many penalties in that game. Um, Illinois played hard, and I am in it. <laughs> Those guys that, as you just commented a few moments ago, you know, two years from now, they're going to claim they were always for Illinois. All I can say is they weren't in the stadium today. So We've got the tape. That's my we, two cents worth. <laughs> hey, thanks. We appreciate it, John. Safe hey, travels back care. to Tucson. All right. Thank yeah. you very much. We save all the post-game shows. We've got the tape. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, which is 3515357618, Texter says, people may not want to acknowledge it, but margin of victory or defeat matters to Lovey because it matters for recruiting. Yeah, uh, I guess to the point about where I said, hey, wins and losses don't matter for the rest of this year, it, that's where they only matter is if it sells something to a recruit. If you get a key win here down the road, if you snake bite somebody and you can sell that to a recruit and say, Hey, look, this is where we're going. This is where we're going. But they sold it last year to a, a decent freshman class. And, you know, they came here anyway. I think the bigger sell right now is hope and playing time. Yeah, I mean, you can make the argument that you could sell a win or a loss. If it's a close loss like today, look how well we played against the fifth-ranked team in the country. And now, if some we, people would say, oh, Wisconsin's overranked, which is another discussion. And, but yeah. you know, to add on to that, you know, and if you, you know, come and play for us next year, you know, and help us out, the result might be different. I think maybe about the only thing you would not want to sell is a, is a bad blowout loss. And, you know, of course, Ohio State's on the calendar. Hopefully it's, it's, it's not a bad blowout loss, but... I see the, the texter's point. Hi, this is Dennis Reekin, president of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. It's time for our offensive moment of the game. Wow! Hard to point to one offensive moment of the game here for, at least on the Illini side. Rather, I think what was the moment or collection of moments was the lack of ability to throw the ball because Illinois certainly had its opportunities. We talked about uh, Malik Turner being open and Jeff George hanging onto the ball too much. I think that was key in this ball game, but because for Illinois to be successful on the offensive side, they were going to have to move the football. I, I will add on to that. I will I will echo those comments and, and I will add on by saying that, you know, the wide receivers are the strength of this ball club. And when you've got a couple of quarterbacks who aren't really excelling at throwing the ball, you take away your most effective weapons that you have. And that led to some of the anemic offense that we saw today. You basically having to rely on your run game. And, uh, you know, Kendrick Foster, uh, 68 net yards. Reggie Corbin, 18 yards. And then, as we mentioned earlier, Cam Thomas, your quarterback, is your leading rusher at 78 yards. Illinois is is not going to win ball games solely on the ground, especially with Mike Epstein out. Uh, at the same time, Lovey Smith has said he doesn't want to be a pass-heavy offense, but I think you do have to play to your strengths, like a Mike Dudek, who I realize didn't play the entire game today, uh, like a Malik Turner, like a Ricky Smalling, guys, the last two who can go win those 50-50 balls, um, or Dudek and, and uh, Smalling can. Turner is more of a yards-after-catch uh, kind of guy. Um, you have to play to their strengths, and if you have a quarterback who can't do that, you're not going to win very many ball games. Terry in Urbana, John in Champaign, hold on. We're getting to you. There's still another line open at 351-5667 on the PNC Bank phone line, Castle Heating and Cooling text line as well. Stay with us. It's the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. We did have opportunities. That that first mishap, though, where you stopped them. And, uh, you know, you have a penalty on the special teams and allowed them to keep that drive going. Uh, that gave them momentum. But I thought our guys regrouped. Uh, we had some opportunities, you know, miss a field goal. Uh, in the end, turnover, I think we lost. I think, you know, when you lose a turnover ratio like that, it's hard to win when you play a great team like Wisconsin. You did the monster. 
We're in the holiday mood here already. Boy, is it Halloween season already? Apparently. Boy, it seems like earlier and earlier they're playing the Halloween songs in the stores. It's like there's nothing. You just go from one to the other. Welcome back, everybody. Fasteners, etc. Post game show. I'm Scott Beatty. Tim Dittman is here as well. Evan Kahn running the controls. And the PNC Bank phone line is 351-5667. Castle Heating and Cooling text line 351-5357. Illinois falls to Wisconsin 24-10. to The final, the Illini now 0-5 in Big Ten play, 2-5 overall. John is up. He's in Champaign. Hi, John. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing well. Thanks for calling. Very good. You know, as I'm looking out here passing Walgreens, I see Bucky Badger leaving town. We didn't win the battle, but we damn sure won the war. Our kids tackle today, people. Tackle. That's the name of the game, football. They tackle. We saw it. We beat ourselves today. Wisconsin, they scored, but they didn't beat us. You know, these kids got a lot of heart. In due time, it's going to scare you. It's coming. I, I still say if we gave uh, Coach Zook another year, we'd see the same thing. But now it's a whole different ballgame. When people give up, people give out. These kids are young. All these freshmen, we got more freshmen on this team than anybody in the nation. And it's like we don't give them a chance. Give them a chance. We're banged up. We're going to come. We're going to redeem everything. We're going to turn this thing around. It takes time, people. Appreciate the call, John. I think you're spot on. I can't guarantee anything in the future, but I definitely have seen Illinois teams with a lot of youth in the, in before that were bad. You go back to 1997, a lot of those players ended up being part of bowl teams and more successful teams, and that was a winless season. It takes time to turn things around. I think patience is the right word. Terry is in Urbana. Hi, Terry. Hi, guys. I'd like to share a couple of thoughts, if I may. I think Bob was right on, you know, it's difficult. It's easy to kind of question strategies or tactics, but it's not hard to criticize procedural mistakes on the coaching sideline. And, you know, I think that's one thing that is pretty easy to say that we need to get that fixed. But, um the other thing is, you know, the guy that said we didn't have any kind of chance whatsoever, I tell you what, I don't know how many total plays Illinois ran, but give me a half a dozen different plays or possessions that went differently, and I can show you a very, very different football game. Not guaranteeing a win, but, you know, and we can go through them. Everybody knows what they are from, you know, the missed wide open pass to the penalties to whatever. But, you know, I think we were a whole lot closer than people think. And I don't know how many total plays we ran, but, you know, a half a dozen. 64. Okay. And Wisconsin had 64 as well, which to me is a more telling stat than time of possession because you can stand over the ball for 30 seconds, but a play is a thing that happens. Go ahead, Terry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. That's fine. That's that's a very good point, but – my last thought is, you know, when people talk about running the freshman quarterback for the rest of the year, I think you don't do that without some risk. And the risk is both to the player's competence, because you can, you know, that can be damaged if there's one, you know, foul up after another. And the other thing is the confidence of his teammates in the players. So I think you just got to keep that in mind and to throw somebody out there and have, you know, one bad thing after another happen to him, you know, it's, it's something to be considered is all I've got to say. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Terry, on the PNC Bank phone line. A few texts to get to here. 217 uh, call, uh, texture says Malik stopped on his route. Jeff George Jr. Uh, threw it to where he was supposed to throw it for the wide open touchdown. That one's on Malik. It, it did. I mean, it looked like he was overthrown, but it. I. I wouldn't be surprised if that's indeed what was supposed to happen. I think it's something that Malik maybe should have adjusted to. Either way, that was a golden opportunity that went through the Illini's hands. Uh, CJ Texan, I'm confused. Did Wisconsin have a bad day or Illinois have a good one? 
Well, it depends on how you're measuring things, <laughs> CJ. If you're measuring with wins and losses, Wisconsin had the good day. Illinois had the bad one. If you're looking for progress and bright spots for a struggling Illinois football team, you saw some progress today, particularly on the defensive side of things in stopping Wisconsin. A 217 texture says, I believe that the offensive coordinator said Crouch can't see the field, not George. I do remember uh, uh, Garrick McGee mentioning that explicitly about well, Chase Crouch. I think it applies to both. Well, I, stand, I stand by my comment. Yeah, uh, but it was Garrick McGee that uh, was talking about Chase Crouch. Some of the texts that are coming in, we'll get to some more of those as we go along here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Time now for our first update of the Body and Soul scoreboard from Body and Soul Sports, Route 45, Curtis Road in Savoy. Tim Dibbon. Game of the world in the horseshoe in Columbus. It's Penn State and Ohio State, and Penn State did not waste much time. Barkley at the three. 5, 10, to his left, hole 15, 20, 25, 30. There goes Barkley, 40, 50, far sideline, 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Saquon Barkley. That's Steve Jones from Learfield, and Barkley has put it in again, and it's now 21-3. Penn State leads Ohio State in the second quarter. Other Big Ten games in progress, Michigan State 10 and Northwest, I beg your pardon, Michigan State's, well, what are we doing here with the scoreboard? Michigan State 10, Northwestern nothing. Indiana is up 16-7 to over Maryland, both of those games in the second quarter. And the one final today from the Big Ten, Michigan becomes bowl eligible with a win over Rutgers 35-14. Top 25 scores in the second quarter, number three, Georgia blanking Florida 21 to nothing. Iowa State leads TCU 7-0. A lot of people had TCU on upset alert there as Iowa State is newly in the top 25. Uh, second quarter, NC State leads Notre Dame 14-7. Washington over UCLA 10-9 in the second quarter. No score between Houston and South Florida. Start of the second quarter there. South Florida, a team that Illinois saw, remains unbeaten at 7 and oh, finals today from the top 25, Miami beats North Carolina 24-19. Oklahoma State in a shootout over at West Virginia 52-39. And let's check on EIU. At the half, they are trailing UT Martin 17-3. It's also high school football playoffs today, and we'll get you some of those scores in our next update. Very good. And you mentioned EIU. If you didn't hear about it, Illinois basketball is going to play an exhibition game against EIU on Friday night down in Charleston, Lance Arena. Tickets go on sale Monday morning through EIU, and I've heard the capacity around there is around 5,500, maybe up to 6,000. So if you want to go, I imagine that'd be a pretty hot ticket for that size arena and an opportunity to see. They're only $10, the tickets, by the way, and the proceeds all go to disaster relief. A uh, pretty good opportunity to see the Alane uh, for cheap and uh, an intimate environment. I think it should be a pretty good one. Um, all the details yet on the broadcast plans are still being assembled, but I'm confident to tell you that you will hear it uh, for sure on, on uh, DWS, on our, on our AM side. I'm, uh, we'll wait to see what every uh, everything else gets uh, put together here in terms of whether it'll be on uh, Light Rock 97.5, but you'll be able to hear it uh, one way or another on, on Friday night. So... Look forward to that. A Brian in Nebraska texts us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. I have a realistic perception of what this team can do. I did not expect a win today, but that does not excuse poor coaching and decision making. Just like the coaching that led Wisconsin getting a first led to Wisconsin getting a first down on a punting situation that led to their first score. Also, who is the wide receivers coach? Do they not teach receivers to come back for the ball? The wide receivers coach is Andrew Hayes Stoker. Castle, or rather the Fasteners, etc. post-game show with Scott Beatty, that's me, and Tim Dittman. We're back with more keys to the game and more Dick Van Dyke defining moments after this. George in the gun. They spread the field. Ricky Smalling to the left on the near side as they work on the left hash. Second and goal for the Badger three. Option pitch, Foster. He's in. Touchdown, Illinois. Kendrick Foster on the option pitch. From Jeff George, he goes in. Line on the board, 24 to nine. Here late in the ball game. Welcome to my nightmare. I think you're gonna like it. 
What is this? Alice Cooper, welcome oh. to my nightmare. Oh, yeah, yeah. Might be appropriate for Illinois football. Oh, and for Halloween. We're feeling in a Halloween mood here. Welcome back, everybody. Fasteners, etc. post-game show. I'm Scott, alongside Tim Dimon. We welcome your calls. PNC Bank phone line is 3515667. Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357. You know, this Wisconsin team, producer Evan Kahn pointed this out, is not going to play a ranked opponent for the rest of the year, and they could well run the table. And they could well be in the Big Ten Championship if they beat whoever their opponent is in the Big Ten Championship. And I'll tell you what, Penn State looks like world beaters Mm -hmm. right now. But if they somehow got out of that, they deserve to be in the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean, they've got Indiana, which is, I think they're going to be heavily favored there. Iowa, which is struggling, Minnesota, or excuse me, Michigan, which is struggling, and then Minnesota, which has kind of been treading uh, water, no pun intended, with the row of the boat there this season. So uh, looking looking at the results uh, up to today for Wisconsin, you know, Utah State, Florida Atlantic, BYU, Northwestern, Nebraska, Purdue, Maryland. None of those really stand out to me as a marquee win. Um, you know, maybe Nebraska, but again, they're struggling. Northwestern, you never know what you're going to get with them. So, yeah, it's a, it's a soft schedule, but I think I agree with you, Scott. I mean, the, the playoff committee would have no choice but to put them in the Final Four if they run the table. Uh, and this goes back to, you know, this the playoff has to expand to eight games, or eight teams, excuse me, and I just say put your, your Power Five conference winners. Every conference, pick your winner. How do you want to do it? You want to have a Big Ten championship game in Indianapolis to declare your conference winner? Fine. Do you want to have a poll, a vote? You pick a name, team out of a hat? I don't care. Every Power Five conference gets a conference champion. You're in the college playoff. Three at-large bids for the committee to fight about and people to get out upset about. But then you get in a, in a situation here like Wisconsin, which if they if that happens... Let's say they they run the table, they go to Indianapolis, they lose to Penn State. Now they're going to say, well, we only lost to probably a national title contender. We should be in the Final Four. And the committee can say— Or the say, Final Eight. Uh, yeah, well, I'm saying right now they're going to they're gonna make that argument. Other people are going to say, well, no, your schedule is too soft. They're going right. to say, well, that wasn't our fault because we just play who we play. And now you could, if you expanded it to eight, you could say, okay, you get an at-large bid because we like you. And then Penn State is the conference champion. They get the automatic bid, and you could say you can get the number two team out of the Big Ten or the SEC, or you or, could get a or, team like Western Michigan last year, exactly. who went undefeated in the regular season and could potentially spring an upset in the final eight. Yeah, and wouldn't that make for great TV? Yeah, but when has college sports ever made sense? <laughs> it doesn't make sense so so often. Let's get to our keys to the game. They are brought to you by Hickory Point Bank. The unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Also brought to you by the Pella Window Store. Uh, a couple of things in this ball game. A key, obviously, was for Illinois to stop the run. Didn't think Illinois would have much of a chance. They did that. Uh, by and large, relatively speaking, against a, a Wisconsin team that ran for 168 yards overall. I give them credit for that. That was a key to me in terms of being in this ball game. You finish, uh, it wasn't this close, but you finish only behind two scores. That's pretty positive for this Illinois team for where they're at at this moment this year. A few stats I had in my notebook here that I was uh, keeping an eye on, and these aren't necessarily uh, defining moments or whatever you want to call them or keys. Uh, Wisconsin, very good on third down. They're number two in the nation coming into today at 55%. They were 42% today, 5 of 12, so not bad there. Also had one of the more balanced offenses uh, that Illinois has seen this year coming into the ballgame, averaging 257 on the ground. Kind of dovetails what you were saying there, Scott, and 206 through the air. Today they were 168 on the ground and 135 through the air, so I would consider that fairly balanced. And Lovey Smith, uh, since he has gotten in Illinois, he has preached takeaways, and we've talked about an ad nauseum on this show. Uh, Illinois did not have any points off turnovers today. Uh, Wisconsin had the one turnover, the one interception, uh, the, the Hornybrook interception, which uh, kind of as an aside, reading some Wisconsin media reports leading up to this game, the kind of the running joke was Alex Hornybrook is good for one interception a game, and then as soon as he gets that out of his system, he's a good ball player. <laughs> anyway, that's that's kind of an aside. Uh, so one turnover today for Wisconsin. Illinois did not get any points off of that. 
So far this season, Illinois has 29 points off of 14 turnovers. That averages out to a little over two points per turnover. You got to be scoring touchdowns off turnovers, not not field goals. I mean, you you can't win games that way, especially if Lovey Smith is going to say this is going to be one of the hallmarks of our program takeaways. Keys to the game brought to you by Pella Window Store. For all your window and door needs, visit the Pella Window Store on Country Fair Drive or go to PellaOfChampagne.com and buy Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. Hi, this is Dennis Reekin, president of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. It's time for our special team's moment of the game. Wow! I don't know that you can pick any other one than the moment where the Illini had Wisconsin pinned deep in their own territory with a punter standing on his own goal line. It was early in the ball game, and the Illini had too many men on the field. It gave them an automatic first down, changed the momentum of the early part of the ball game. Don't know if it was the difference in this ball game, but that to me defined was a defining moment for this ball game. I, I would echo those comments, and I'd go back to what I said earlier in the program. This is a young team, but this is week nine. Those type of mistakes should not be happening. Uh, one of our Dick Van Dyke defining moments of the game. We still welcome your calls and texts. If you want to chime in, what do you thought was uh, defining this ball game or anything else on your mind? PNC Bank phone line is 3565. Nope, nope, nope. Old habits die hard, and it'll come back eventually. PNC Bank phone line is 3515667. Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357. First and 10 Wisconsin. They lead it 17-3 early in the third. Play action. Hornerbrook being chased, being chased again and they've got him. Back at the Badger 35-yard line. Timer Oliver leading the pack and a loss of 10 yards back to the Wisconsin 35. Nice moment there for the Illini and Tamir Oliver with getting a sack, but Illinois falls in this ball game, 24 to 10, the final to the fifth-ranked Wisconsin Badgers on the 107th homecoming ahead of Halloween. Two and six now, the Illini overall six-game losing streak, 0 and five in Big Ten play. The Wisconsin Badgers are eight and 0, five and 0 in the Big Ten. We go back to the PNC Bank fan line. It is 3515667. Matt's up in Champaign. Hello, Matt. Hello. Hey, guys. Uh, I, I just wanted to say a couple things. I, I think that uh, Coach Smith is, you know, bringing these kids along uh, as best he can. He's working with a mostly, you know, freshmen, um, a lot of freshmen on the team, most in the country. I, uh, there's a couple things though that I, I kind of, um, question one is, um, whatever happened with Kendrick Foster, um, you know, MVP from last year, uh, almost 800 yards rushing, uh, you know, up until today, he, he really hadn't been seen a whole lot. Um, I look forward to hearing what you guys say about that. Uh, but, but also I, I think, the coaching staff is trying to get in some talent that will will help build the program uh, over the next few years. Um, Got to flush out some of the talent that was left over from the, the Beckman area, Beckman era, um, and and I also question a little bit the the quarterback play. Um, some you know I it it's a little concerning that you know you have. Cam Thomas moving down the field a little bit, and then all of a sudden you throw Jeff George in there. Um, it, it seems to throw off the rhythm a little bit. Um, those are my comments, on, and I'll hang up and, and listen to what you guys have to say. All right, Matt, we appreciate you calling in. Back to the Kendrick Foster question that you asked at the outset there. I really don't know. Uh, he was – and if, if other people have better expertise in this than can see things – I don't know why he fell down the depth chart as rapidly as he did, other than Mike Epstein was obviously probably your best running back out mm-hmm. there. But Kendrick Foster, I thought, was worthy of a little bit more. Now, was he injured? And the coaches are keeping that under wraps. That's possible because we, we've known them to do that. Was he just out of favor with the coaches for something that we don't know about? That may be the case. Or maybe they just saw other things in the up-and-comers like Mike Epstein and Rayvon Bonner 
and wanted to give them chances. Well, Lovey Smith and Matt, thanks for the phone call. I thought you raised some good points there. Uh, Lovey Smith, uh, regarding Kendrick Foster, did say at his press conference a couple of weeks ago that, you know, yes, he is still in the rotation. It's not a situation where, you know, he was benched for the rest of the season or anything like that. But uh, Lovey Smith, again, playing it close to the vest, basically saying, you know, we'll play the guys who we feel give us the best opportunity to win the ball game, and a lot of it has to do with situations in the game uh, as well where certain guys are performing better than others. As far as uh, why we suddenly saw him today, it was out of necessity. I mean, Epstein's out, Bonner is out, and so Illinois really had no choice but to go to Kendrick Foster today. I mean, your only other option was Reggie Corbin, who did get four carries today for 18 yards, but uh, he was a guy that, uh, I mean, obviously was, uh, you know, kind of down on the depth chart uh, as, as well and, and wasn't really considered a workload for this Illini team. So really on, on the ground game today, if, if you, you know, take out Cam Thomas, who obviously can do things with his feet, you know, you're talking about true running backs, true tailbacks. Kendrick Foster was about all Illinois uh, could go to uh, today. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Dre Brown was out as well, and he's another guy who's, you know, missed a lot of time with injuries, and then he finally came back and played on special teams and was slowly starting to weigh back, uh, make his way back. But Illinois was just, was just very thin today. Foster was all they had. The Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 351-5357. A 708 texter asks, why does it have to be either or? Can't we be critical of some of the decisions our coaches make yes. in the game? And also understand and agree with that Lovey deserves more time to rebuild the program. That just underscores the point I've been making all show. Yes, you 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 can either buy into the rebuild or not, but at the same time, look at things on a case-by-case basis and say, yep, that's good. Yep, that's bad. Yep, that penalty was bad. Maybe it's on the coaches. Maybe it's on the players. Of course, this is what this show is all about, is dissecting the game that we all just watched together. So, yes, absolutely, bring it on. If you saw something you really liked today or really didn't like today, uh, by all means, bring it up. It's it's not a you either look at the short view or the long view, and that's all you can do. You can look at both. We'll welcome any comments. And then I agree with the texture here, and I, I said it early, but just to underscore it, Lovey Smith is taking this football program in the right direction. And some of the things that he has been to, uh, been criticized for this season and last season already are things that he's been criticized for in the past as a coach. You can agree or disagree whether those are legitimate things, but those are some of the things that he does that you may not like, more conservative play calling, and and sometimes the the clock management I think has been come into play at times. And today I don't know who you put it on if the special teams coordinator or just a player that was not thinking, somebody not counting, but somebody should have caught 12 men on the field because that was a huge moment in this ball game. 217 texture says you do realize that if it wasn't for Illinois, probably 75% of these guys would not be considered good enough to play Division Two football, let alone Division One. I disagree with that. I think a lot of these guys are young, and that's why they're not successful. That's, they're good enough to play in Division One football. I think that's taking that argument to the extreme. I yeah. mean, yeah, you can maybe make the argument that, that you know these are high-level MAC players, but they're not Division Two players. Come on. Yeah, I, I agree. These And some of them, you in an ideal world, wouldn't be playing this year because you'd be redshirting them. Mitch texts us, great show as always. Love the Halloween music. Will WDWS tweet out the broadcast deals of the EIU Illini basketball game this week before Friday's game? We touched on this earlier. Yes, we will. We are expecting that ball game to be on at least WDWS on AM 1400. Uh, and it may also be on our HMS uh, uh, news, uh, Light Rock 97.5. Uh, those details are all still getting assembled because uh, I think this this game was put together almost as quickly as it sounds as it was announced on Friday. So everybody's still figuring out, uh, making sure everything can be taken care of. But uh, you can count on being able to hear it at least on one of our stations, if not both. Let us go to uh, what do we need to do, Tim? Did we do we need a scoreboard here? I think we're due for one. All right, let's get another scoreboard update. Body and Soul Sports, Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy. Tim Dittman on the high school scene. This is opening round playoff weekend for IHSA, and in Class 5A, Chatham Glenwood leads Muhammad Seymour eight to nothing in the first quarter. Class 4A. Uh, Unity, no surprise here, has put up 61 points over Pontiac. 61 to 28 is that score in the fourth quarter. Class 3A at halftime, Monticello leads North Boone 21 to 14. Class 2A, Westville beats Deer Creek Mackinac 42 
to nothing. Uh, Shelbyville beats Villagrove Heritage 44 to six. Rossville Almond Bismarck Henning uh, with a slim lead over Carmi White County 23 to 20 in the third quarter. GCMS leads Eastland Pearl City 52 six at the end of the third quarter. Class 1A games, Argena Oriana, their season continues. They get the win over Central AM 56 to 12. Brown County leads Arcola 21 to 7 at the half. Fisher over Freeport 27 to 20 at the half. Brown County is 21 to 7. I might have misspoke on that score there. Uh, Forreston leads Salt Fork 6 to nothing in the first quarter. Chester and Tuscola just getting underway. Of course, if Tuscola and Arcola win, it would be a rematch of the Cola Wars, which I think is going to resume in the regular season very soon, but we haven't seen one for a while. So best of luck to those teams and all of the local high school teams today. Appreciate it much, Tim. Appreciate our friends at Body and Soul Sports uh, being a part of our scoreboard as well. We have one more defining moment, uh, Mr. Reekin. Hi, this is Dennis Reekin, president of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. It's time for our defensive moment of the game. Well, on the Illini side, definitely defense played better and kept the Illini in the ball game to an extent. I would say the offense was one that was weak, but the run defense showed up today and responded after allowing 292 yards to Minnesota last week. I thought there was no way they would handle Wisconsin, but they responded. And I think that is something they can build upon, as we've been talking about. Uh, Great days for a couple of key defenders. Bennett Williams was another guy that was getting mentioned a lot. He had five tackles. But Delshawn Phillips back in the rotation led the whole team with 14 tackles, including six solos. Great to see that. And Stanley Green had uh, 10 tackles in there as well. So, yep, uh, I I think, you know, the the tackling has left a lot to be desired at certain points uh, in this Illini season. But I agree with you. Scott, I, I thought the defense came to play today. Uh, on my end, and not necessarily this being a defining moment, but this is something that Brian Barnhart brought up in the podcast, and it's just maybe something to keep an eye on as you follow college football for the rest of the season. You know, we hear so much about this Wisconsin run game, and that's their bread and butter, but this Wisconsin defense is very good as well. I mean, they're a top 10 defense in the country overall. They have the top red zone defense in the country, and Illinois today in the red zone, not bad, two of three. Of course, uh, uh, there was, uh, what, just the one field goal and the one touchdown. So, ideally, you'd like to get more touchdowns. Anyway, that's beside the point. The point I'm making is here, you know, Wisconsin, despite playing a a soft schedule, um, has a very balanced offense and has a very good defense. And so they are certainly going to be a team to watch. And, again, especially keep an eye on that defense as we go down the stretch here. PNC Bank fan line is 351-5667. Bill is in Homer. Hey, Bill. How you doing? It's a little cold day on the lake today, but it's still nice out here. Okay. Um, I uh, I think they did pretty well. I mean, we we were recruiting this year, and he's just getting his first year under his belt. We've got some pretty good players, freshmen that are were two stars, three stars, and uh, I think he's shown a little bit of ability to judge talent that maybe some other people are missing. <clears throat> but I think we kind of narrow our focus too much just rebuilding the team. If you're a new coach at a school, when you rebuild, it also includes rebuilding staff, uh, maybe weight coaches, um, assistant coaches. Rebuilding can be more than just rebuilding from players on up. It can be staff. You know, there's going to be changes in the staff. It's culture, too. It's going to, you know, and there's going to be administrative changes. There's going to be a lot of changes. So I think say there's uh, more to a college football program than just players. It's, it's the people involved in the whole program. Indeed. Hey, appreciate the phone call, Bill. Uh-huh. Uh, this is News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS, Champaign-Urbana. You have the Fasteners, etc. cetera, post-game show. By the way, we are learning that uh, Monday, Josh Whitman will address the media and his uh, topics, I'm assuming, uh, we are told, is going to be an update on the Football Performance Center and, and that type of thing, and just an update. Maybe, maybe he'll be addressing other things. Nothing uh, earth-shattering that we're expecting in terms of any 
staff changes or coaching changes or anything like that, but just that uh, expect to hear from Josh Whitman this week. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets a question or two about how the football team is uh, doing. And, uh, you know, he's been pretty consistent in, in backing Lovey. So I agree with you. I wouldn't expect uh, any any bombshells there. But, uh, you know, that, that performance center is, is good because, you know, you can see the renderings um, and ooh and ah over them. But, you know, the proof will be in the pudding. Uh, as to, you know, how soon can it get done based on the fundraising. I have no doubt that it will get done, but I'll be curious to see if maybe they've lined up a big donation or two. Uh, is it going to become the Dittman Football Performance Center? Well, if you're saying Tim Dittman is going to donate the money, no. Now, maybe someone else named Dittman. <laughs> no, not me. Maybe I'll sponsor a brick on the sidewalk. When we come back, we'll look at next week's opponent for the Illini, the Purdue Boilermakers. The Illini back on the road to West Lafayette. You know, more discipline, mm -hmm. you know, and I gapped. We, you know, got out, and we didn't have the type of discipline we need a few times. But uh, I thought overall the guys, you know, eliminated the big plays and made them earn it the hard way. You know, if we can get a couple more takeaways, but, you know, that's one of our better defenses at defensive effort. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Johnny Cash for a Halloween edition of the Fasters Etc. postgame show. And the Undertaker's theme music for a brief time. And perhaps one day the Illinois football program will be resurrected. It all works. It's all coming together. This is synergy at its finest. Fasters Etc. postgame show. PNC Bank phone line is 351-5667. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 351-5357. Scott and Tim with you here for just a few minutes longer. So if you want to get in here, now is the time to do it. Illinois' next opponent is the Purdue Boilermakers in West Lafayette. What do you know about them, Tim? Well, we can't, uh, we can't talk about a Purdue team coached by Jeff Brom without hearing this quote. We, we have well, and we don't have it for you, but that's okay. It was the Jeff Brom XFL quote where he says, uh, is this or uh, is this not the XFL, let's play football, where he got knocked out, uh, got a, a bad hit the previous game and, and came back and was in a brace. Anyway, look it up on YouTube. <laughs> this won't be a problem well, when The we XFL was the one where they had two guys just run for the ball to start to determine first possession, right? Yep, and that backfired because guys got injured doing that. <laughs> gee, gee, can't believe they couldn't see that one coming. Anyway, <laughs> Purdue 3-4, and 1-3 and three in the Big Ten. They take on Nebraska today. Like Minnesota, another team hungry to get to that six-win mark and, and get to that ball plateau under a first-year head coach in uh, Jeff Brom. Uh, playing a couple quarterbacks uh, this year, uh, Elijah uh, Sindelar, a sophomore, and David Blau, the more uh, familiar name. Uh, 474 yards of uh, offense uh, against Rutgers, and the defense played well. Uh, Rutgers won that game, uh, but uh, just looking at some media reports there, kind of a lack of focus and a lack of big plays kind of kind of doomed them there. Uh, Brom has, has kind of given this uh, offense a spark, a lot of misdirection-type plays in the playbook, a lot of option-type plays as well. Um I don't know. It, it, it's a game where I think coming into the season, you know, Illinois might have been the slight favorite. I think Illinois is underperforming. Uh, Purdue is maybe exceeding expectations a little bit. I don't know. It might be. Uh, it might be a little bit of a toss-up here. And I think I know where I save this quote. Let's try this again. Jeff Brom, how in the world are you starting this game tonight after taking that hit just six days ago? Well, let me answer, let me answer that question by asking you two questions. One. Is this or is this not the XFL? Yes, it is. Two, do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. Now, that's a guy I want to play for. <laughs> that will inspire you. <laughs> and he may be possibly crazy as well. Who knows? Might have been doing it for the cameras. <laughs> well, it was the XFL, which was made for the cameras. A final check of our Body and Soul scoreboard, Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy. Tim, what do we have coming up? Well, before we give you a look ahead on our Illini broadcast schedule, we do want to give you one more look at that Penn State-Ohio State game. 28-17, Penn State leads that one with just about three minutes left to go. 
until the half. Uh, one note from earlier, JT Barrett with a touchdown. He passed Drew Brees for the most career touchdowns in Big Ten football history at 91. So congratulations to JT Barrett, who for my money is probably the best uh, player, uh, quarterback, if not player in the Big Ten. He can certainly, uh, he's certainly a very versatile player, has a lot of weapons in his arsenal. Anyway, coming up on the football, or rather the Illini broadcast schedule on these airwaves tonight, 7 o'clock on the AM side, News Talk 1400, fighting Illini volleyball, taking on number one Penn State at Hafal. If you can't make it out there, listen on your radio or take your Walkman with you. That stands to be a very good matchup. And one away took Minnesota to five sets on Wednesday, so certainly you'd think that they would give uh, Penn State a run for their money. Again, that's at 7 tonight on News Talk 1400. Monday night, the 30th, Lovey Smith Show, 7 p.m. on both of these fine stations. On Wednesday, the 1st, Fighting Illini Volleyball taking on Northwestern. That's an 8 p.m. start on News Talk 1400. And then a week from today, Illini Football visits Purdue. That is an 11 a.m. kickoff, Saturday Sports Talk at 8 Scott Beatty's Illini Game Day pregame show at 9.30. And the plan, at least for now, is to do the postgame show from Ross 8 Stadium. So that ought to be fun. A little bit of a road trip for Scott and me. And then fighting Illini Volleyball that night against Michigan. That's a 7 p.m. start on News Talk 1400. Appreciate it very much, Tim. And that'll put a wrap on this one, this edition of the Fasters, etc. postgame show. Final score, Wisconsin 24, Illinois 10. Well, Talk about it again next week after Illinois and Purdue. Thanks to our behind-the-scenes producers today, Evan Kahn and Jason Liggett. Tim Dittman, thank you as well. Job done, job well done, as always. Appreciate it. And thanks as well to our chief engineer at Bond, operations manager Jim Lewis, and general manager is Mike Hale. I'm Scott Beatty. That will wrap up our Illini game day coverage. Don't forget fighting Illini volleyball tonight on News Talk 1400. Until next week, thanks so much, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. The preceding program was an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station. And here he is having the time of...